As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see because Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies. The presenting sponsor of Doug Loves Movies is OCB Rolling Papers. French kiss Mother Nature with OCB. Enjoy the show. Coming to you once again from not sure if live shows are a good idea or not with another Homes Alone edition. It's Sunday, August 22nd, 2021. And my guests today are Sean Devlin, Jeff Tate, and Greg Wyshynski. Hello, gentlemen. Oh. <laughs> Nobody up? knows when to talk when I <laughs> say three names all at once. Let's meet everybody alphabetically and individually, starting with our first time guest, his new album, Airports, Animals, is available now. And he is a Canadian cannabis hero, according to one headline I read. It's Sean <laughs> Devlin. How's it going, Sean? Hi, Doug. Thanks for having me. Thank you for mentioning the comma in between uh, airports and animals in the album. I think it's important. I think it really uh, it makes it a great title. You know, like airports and animals is just two airports, <laughs> comma, animals is, is a terrific title. Um. Yeah, it really saved saved the album. <laughs> and your that album is on a uh, a label that's known for for music, right? Yeah, they made a huge mistake, and they <laughs> let me do a comedy album. <laughs> um, it's it's the first ever comedy album from Arts and Crafts, a Canadian uh, record label. And uh, yeah, you can get it out. It's uh, it's on all the streaming platforms right now on Bandcamp. Wherever you listen to music, you can uh, hear my comedy. And that voice, you have such a soothing voice. Oh, oh thank you. I've been um, practicing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for being here, Sean. Also joining us is back for his millionth appearance on the show. Not really. <laughs> Jeff Tate is here. Hey, Jeff. Well, hello, Doug. How are you? 
oh, you know, I'm pretty good. Um, <laughs> as we experience sometimes over Zoom, uh, there's uh, uh, potential sound issues going on right now. But other than that, things are good. Good to have you back on the show, Jeff. Oh, it's a pleasure. The pleasure is all mine, as always. And, you know, I brought in, I apologize to Sean Devlin for bringing in a, a couple of ringers today because <laughs> our third guest joins us uh, as a returning champ. He won an episode uh, recently, and now he's back. Welcome back, Greg Wyshynski. Hey, Greg. Hello, hello. Yes, the... Hockey guy has time to do movie trivia podcasts in August. Who would have thunk? <laughs> <laughs> Why? You know, it's indoors, the hockey, so they don't really have to. It doesn't have to just be played in winter, right? Well, it's, it's interesting, Doug, uh, briefly, because I know, <laughs> I know a lot of people don't give a shit about hockey. Uh, so they have to actually pause their season in order for the players to attend the winter Olympics and play in the Olympics when they go. And there has been a push in the past to move ice hockey out of the winter Olympics and into the summer Olympics. <gasps> so the NHL players could go during their off season. Do you dig that? I think that's a great idea. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. do. So yeah, that way the, the season doesn't get interrupted. All the guys, the guys probably might not love it because their, you know, vacations and their cottages out in the wilds of British Columbia are cut short. But, uh, but everybody else would seem to pretty much like it. Give us a good thing to watch when, uh, you know, after uh, uh, gymnastics is done or whatever. Well, this sounds like a great idea to me. I, I don't know why this is. This it just seems obvious that they they should do it that way. But I guess well, also yeah. When you're at those Summer Olympics, it's really hot, and you'd probably like to go someplace that's really fucking cold for a little bit. Yeah, it'd be nice to go inside and watch a hockey game. Like, oh, my God, these these people running around this track are making me sweat (laughs) (laughs) just by watching. (laughs) So I'm going to go inside and watch a hockey game. I guess, you know, there's people that are just like, it's not a winter sport. But it's just like, well, I mean, sports are year-round now because, you know, especially thanks to climate change, you can get a warm day anywhere in the winter time <laughs> and vice versa, a cold day in the summer. So uh, yeah. who cares? Right. It's all indoors. Had out, they've, they've had outdoor games in, you know, LA and uh, you know, other places are going to have one in Nashville next year. So they can make ice anywhere. Yeah. Right? So it's not a, not a big deal having hockey in the summer. I all can right. make, I make ice in my kitchen. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll edit that one out too, right? No, but I do have a quick question for Sean. Do they have ice in Canada? Yeah, we have it like pretty much year round. So <laughs> yeah, we can All do summer, winter Olympics anytime you want. Just call us up. I love it. Um, real quickly, before moving on from the uh, corrections department, you know, we I make mistakes on the show. It happens. So I have to say this out loud. Natalie Portman was in No Strings Attached, not Friends with Benefits. Mm. I repeat, (laughs) (laughs) Nat Portman was not in Friends with Benefits. Oh, and this is another wild one. Octavia Spencer is in Big Mama's house. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I didn't think I didn't think she was, but turns out she is. She is. Yeah. Um, so now it's time for Recommendation Nation, which we will go to right after the break. 
I'm like a regular Ryan Seacrest with that suspenseful act break. We'll be right back. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. We're back, and it's time to visit Recommendation Nation. That's where I ask each of my guests to just recommend one movie that they think will delight or destroy uh, the listeners if they uh, check it out. And Greg, you were just on the show recently, so I'm sure you knew this question was coming. So I'll yeah. start with you. See, Wyshynski, for once in your life, you get to go first. Well, last time I was on the show, I recommended uh, And God Spoke, the uh, satirical documentary about the making of a biblical epic, which I was informed, I believe, by you either on the show or via social media, uh, was too obscure. Um, well, people, and, you know, didn't know what the hell you were talking about. Okay. So I'll, I'll stay, <laughs> I'll stay in movies that are very, uh, personal to me, but maybe not to others. Although Doug, I'm pretty sure you, you, you probably know this one. Um, I do. in honor, in honor of, of having a Canadian on the show, uh, I will go to what I believe is Michael J. Fox's first film. It is the, uh, 1980, uh, Los Angeles scavenger hunt classic Midnight Madness. Remember that this is a very interesting choice. Um, <laughs> it is it is your classic. Uh, you know, it's different teams of young people. They're all going from uh, destination to destination in LA. One clue brings you to the next place. You know, you go to LAX. There's a clue there. It brings you to the Pabst Brewery next. Whatever. And it's like the white team are the nerds and the red team are the feminists and the, you know, the blue team are the rich kids. It is a, a very impactful movie for a young Greg Wyshynski. It was a, a very heavy HBO rotation film. Um, does it hold up today? Who's to say? It's got Eddie Deason in it. I'm sure it does. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, Midnight Madness, 1980 would be my uh, recommendation. For you, think for that's, today. you think that's streaming somewhere? God, I, I didn't check, um, <laughs> but I'm sure. <laughs> it, it, let's see, let's assume it is. <laughs> okay, I'll do I'll do the research. I'll find I'll find out where it is because I'm kind of curious. I remember thinking it wasn't a terribly good movie the first time I saw it, and and the only time I saw it. Um, but it inspired me and my friends, and we regularly after that movie came out would do exactly that. We, one person would be the person who planted clues all over town. Yeah. And then the other people would have to run around and find them. And it led to, you know, I mean, the endless uh, stories and, and madcap situations, probably um, looking around behind a, a grocery store late at night to try to find one of the clues. I had um, a police car pull up and they got out and, and drew their weapons. So that was exciting. 
Yeah, and that's that's. I mean, that would encourage any of the young people listening to the podcast to definitely watch this film and repeat the behavior uh, because yeah. that's the kind of hijinks that we want to encourage more of in today's society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that they're you know they're trying to outlaw drag racing in Burbank, but uh, the same city is going to make another Fast and Furious movie, like you, you for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, Midnight Madness. You're on the record as thinking that that's something to recommend to people. Um, Jeff Tate, what do you think? What's your recommendation? What did you recommend last time? Do you remember? I was the Frighteners. Oh yeah, oh that yeah, was a good pick. That was a good one because I'm uh, speaking of Michael J. Fox. But what's your uh, what's your pick today? My pick today is the um, I just saw the Suicide Squad. Oh well, aren't you a, aren't you a little cheater picking a fresh new super popular movie? <laughs> I know I gotta get the word out however you can. Go yeah, see it yeah. in the theater. It's better in the theater. Oh, IMAX for sure. Yeah. Is definitely the way to go with that because uh, you know, it's so it's so colorful and uh so much so much to see, so much going on on screen. Do you have a favorite character, Jeff? I don't I don't think so. Um, I like them all pretty from. equally. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. definitely like Harley Quinn. I mean, she's a fan favorite. Uh, and I, I like, I I'm a fan of that, that big shark. I like the shark guy. Oh, you like our friend, Steve AG? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he yeah. was the motion. He's the motion capture guy on set. The voice is, uh, Stallone, but James Gunn was thinking he was going to probably try to get Stallone. So he told, Steve to talk like Stallone on set. So that's what he did. <laughs> well, I would like to see some clips of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they must have some footage of it. Cause I've seen footage of like, of like Sean Gunn pretending to be rocket on the set of uh, guardians. And uh, you know, that stuff's pretty hilarious. <laughs> like it's Steve had this, I, I love that movie too. And I, I, I was pleasantly surprised to see how absolutely gruesome it is. Like it is a gruesome ass movie. <laughs> yeah. It is that, that that's my theory between that and being on HBO max simultaneously with theatrical release. I think those are the two reasons why it, it wasn't the big theatrical smash they thought it was going to be, but uh, you know, it's, it's a really good movie and uh, you know, people will find it as, uh, as time goes on and, and it'll, it's, I think it'll get more popular than it even is now. Sean, it's the moment of truth. First time on the show. Sorry to have to ask you this question, but can you recommend a movie? <laughs> okay. So I was afraid this was going to happen. Um, I don't know if the listeners have noticed, but there's been Sean's audio has been kind of glitchy and we were hoping we'd be able to get through this, but uh, I think we're going to have to reschedule him for another time. Maybe he'll pop back in, but uh, I, I, it was, it's just, it was cutting out too much uh, when we were trying to do the sound check before the show, but sounds like a great guy. Uh, check out his album, airports, comma animals. And uh, as long as there's an opening to do this, I'm going to go ahead and recommend a movie. Uh, I'm going to recommend a movie called Coda. Mm. That's on, um, it's on Apple TV. And it is a movie. Coda stands for children of deaf adults. And it's um, 
about this girl whose entire family, her brother and her parents are all deaf and she's, she can, uh, you know, she can hear and, uh, you know, just goes from there, but it's a really, really good movie. Like on the surface, it looks like it's just going to be like a nice family movie, but it's also got a lot of, a lot of swearing and a lot of, uh, Yes. You know, fun, salty humor. So I, I recommend Coda on Apple TV. Jeff Tate says Suicide Squad. Greg Wyshynski picked Midnight Madness. Good luck to everybody. Thank you for your recommendations. Are you guys ready to play some games? Heck yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you both should have fucked with me and just been quiet. <laughs> <laughs> we feel like you've been through enough. <laughs> I really have. It's really this has been very traumatic, and uh, we'll be right back. Okay, we're back, and we're gonna play some games. And since we've lost uh, Sean Devlin, Matt Belknap, producer extraordinaire, is going to join us. Um, you know him from Never Not Funny with Jimmy Pardo, part of the Misfit Toys Podcast Network. Is that a good intro, Matt? Yes, that's perfect. Couldn't have asked for a better one. Okay, good, to okay. have, good to be here, Doug. <laughs> you were here anyway. All right, <laughs> let's uh, let's play uh, one of your favorites, Matt. I'm glad that this is the one we're going to play. Uh, whose tagline is it anyway? Oh, boy. Mm. Yeah, you guys know how this works. I'll say a tagline from a motion picture. Might be a good movie, might be a bad one, might be a good tagline, might be a bad one, probably a bad one. Uh, you tell me what movie you think it's from. Just go ahead and take a shot in the dark if you have no idea, because, you know, it really could be anything. Uh, some of these taglines are way too vague or corny. Uh, we start with Matt. If you don't get it, then we move to Jeff and then to Greg. Good luck, everybody. Matt Belknap, what movie had the tagline, making love was easy, being in love is difficult? Mm. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a truer thing's probably never been said. So It's so true. Uh, <laughs> I, I was almost stunned to silence by the, by the depth of that truth <laughs> that you just dropped. <laughs> They um, might have just stolen it from the Dalai Lama or something. <laughs> yeah, because you know the Dalai Lama fucks. <laughs> wow. Um, God, you know, what's weird is the first thing I thought of was the uh, the Rob Lowe movie about last night. But I, it's not that. I feel like I feel like if I would have my, my sister loved Rob Lowe growing up and she had that poster. And so I'd probably recognize the tagline if I heard it, but it, it sort of feels like it would fit that, that plot at least. So for lack of a better idea, I'll just say about last night. That is correct. What? Wow. Oh, holy smokes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what? Yeah. What I really appreciated you, you walking us through it because I thought you were going to talk yourself out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I almost did. I almost so, did. Yeah. Yeah, you were really unsure about something that like you really did pick it up by osmosis because uh, I guess you uh, you wow. know saw the poster a couple. Yeah, of times. yeah, yeah. That's so yeah. crazy. I just I, mm -hmm. I I really didn't think it could be right because that's so crazy that I would know that it didn't. I just was I doubted my own ability to to know that. All right, <laughs> all right. Well. <laughs> You know, if you're so full of doubt, you should change your name to Thomas. <laughs> but Jeff Tate, 
you're up. Ready? Yes. Let's see if you can pull a Matt Belknap on this one. <laughs> the oh and oh, uh, I should mention I didn't need to mention it before the first one because how you know a theme? How can a theme emerge when you haven't heard anything? So there is a theme. Oh no! Oh. Mm-hmm. So if you pick up on I that, that might help. I don't. I don't know how many films from the Rob Lowe Cinematic Universe I'm familiar <laughs> with. <laughs> that is a theme I would probably never ever ever do <laughs> and nothing i'm not saying anything bad about rob Lowe, but this isn't doug loves commercials for uh what's the commercials he's doing now uh he does those uh oh atkins atkins bars mm, he's yeah. like the lemon squares mm. oh they're delicious there's no fucking way he eats those <laughs> <laughs> also also famously uh wore a hat that said that had the nfl logo on it to an nfl game <laughs> yes it's it one of the greatest things of all time just a fan of the game just a fan of the game <laughs> Right. I have a hat on that says movies right now. <laughs> oh my God. I want to go to a game now just to sit there the whole time yelling NFL. NFL. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jeff, what movie had the tagline? A lifetime of fun in just one night. Oh damn, that's midnight madness. I mean, that would be so funny if it was. <laughs> but I'm sorry. That's incorrect. Damn. Greg, what do you think it is? That would be funny if the theme was I just listened to what you guys recommended and then wrote down the taglines while you were doing it. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to do that to a, you know, another group of guests because you guys know what's up. <laughs> um, but what do you think it is, uh, uh, Greg? Uh, a lifetime of fun in just one yeah. night. Sounds like a teen. It does sound like teenage hijinks. Um, I don't. My first inkling was like a super bad, but I don't think it's super bad. Uh, is there a movie called The All Nighter? Because that would kind of fit it. Oh, that was a movie that starred uh, Susanna Hoffs from The Bangles. Yeah, is that I the think, answer? I'm pretty sure that that's what that was called. But no, that's not the answer. Ah, bummer. <laughs> uh, Matt Belknap, what do you think it is? Uh, could it be American Graffiti? It could be, but it isn't. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I mean... My sister didn't know, have that poster, so... I... <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, yeah, that's definitely a, a tagline that could have worked for uh, American Graffiti, so it's a good guess. But the answer is Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. So good. Such a good movie. Yeah. First, Your turn, uh, Jeff. Yeah. What's, what were you going to say, Greg? No, I, I was going to say the first time I think we saw uh, Thor represented on film was in yeah. Adventures of Babysitting right. at the very end. Yeah. And it's great. It's like, it's just a guy, but then at the end, they sort of wink at you like, no, it actually is Thor. <laughs> it could be Thor. Exactly. It is, it is human visage. Exactly. Yeah. MC, MCU adjacent Adventures in Totally. Yeah. Uh, Jeff? All right. Here's the next one. Matt is on the board with one point. They'll never get caught. They are on a mission from God. Oh, come on. Oh, this is the Blues Brothers. 
Is it not the blue face? <laughs> oh, <yay. laughs> Is that the pregnant pause you warned us about? <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes I'm sometimes I'm slow to reach for the uh, sound effect because I'm not I'm not used to doing that. Um, but that is correct, and I agree with Matt Belknap. That is an easy one, but you know, I I don't know. You know, I didn't know what Sean Devlin's uh, you know expertise level was. I'm sure he'd be an excellent player, but. I always throw in some uh, easy ones just in case. So, Jeff, congratulations. You got an easy one. Yes. I'll Greg, take it. Greg, you're not so lucky. Oh, maybe you are. Hmm. I, I, I feel 50-50 on this one that you'll get it. Uh, no pressure. One breath of oxygen and it explodes in a deadly rage. Oh, is it uh, Blue Velvet? <laughs> I don't even know why you said that. No, that, that, that. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> was it on? What was he huffing on in that movie? Not, uh, oh yeah, yeah. But I don't. I don't think they refer to that particular act in the uh, tagline for the movie. I'd watch um, it then. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it, it does explode in a deadly rage. So I, I'll, give you, <laughs> I'll give you a. Uh, you know. It all uh, kind of fits. Uh, I'll give you a fantasy point. You don't really get a point. But, oh, uh, thank you. All right. You know, uh, Matt, what do you think it is? Uh, I got to keep my streak of Ron Howard related guesses going and say backdraft. <laughs> that is correct. Oh, that's it? <laughs> it is backdraft because they make a big deal in the movie out of how uh, yeah. the, the, the backdraft is when the oxygen uh, hits the fire and it explodes and that's why, you know, in the movie, like it kills one fireman and then the rest of the firemen for the rest of the movie are like, oh, shit, I hope we don't get a backdraft. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, really, they really build up the concept of a backdraft, something no one, no lay person knew about until that movie. And they tried to turn yeah. it into like a big monster, like on the on the level of a shark in Jaws or something. It didn't. Yeah. Quite and, the, you know, and the other big firefighting movie, they just called that one. They're just like, fuck it. We'll call it Ladder 49. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, do you remember the, the backdraft experience at Universal Studios? I sure as hell do. It was the most <laughs> amazing, not amazing thing ever because it basically was just them setting up the what a backdraft is. Yeah. And then they backdraft you. So you just get hit in the face with this hot, hot air. And then, <laughs> well, and then yeah. you leave. That's the whole attraction. <laughs> it literally, the only thing about it that was worthwhile was if you had been on the, the Jurassic Park ride and got wet, you could go in there and dry <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> a Universal Studios hack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Universal but, Studios bathroom hair and dryer ride, <laughs> hole in the ride. Sadly, it's uh, it's it's no more. They took that out uh, yeah. a long time ago. But there still is, strangely enough, at least the last time I was in Florida at Universal Florida, they still have the Twister attraction, which is basically the same thing. You walk into a room and they make a little fake Twister happen, and you go, "Oh, that looks kind of cool," and then it's over. Damn it. <laughs> Oh, now I have to go. I have to go to Orlando then because I need to yeah. experience that. Oh, and it's, uh, you know, it's I think it's Bill Paxton narrating it. So it's also a nice tribute oh, to him. Love it. Um, OK, uh, there is a theme, of course, uh, that you guys might be, uh, you know, mm -hmm. more on to at, uh, at this point. Um, but let's see what happens. Um, who's up, Jeff? Yes. <laughs> 
A murdered wife, a one-armed man, an obsessed detective. <laughs> oh my god! The chase begins. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> you know this one. This one is the fugitive. Oh, you think so? I think so. <laughs> Could it possibly be? <laughs> I would love it if wow. I found a different movie that had that description. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would be all over I was, it. I would be so it would be so funny watching you guys yell fugitive, fugitive. Really, right. I was really torn between finding Dory and finding Nemo, but I guess now that I think about it, it probably is the fugitive. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, that uh, that was that worked out great for Jeff that he got the two uh, the two easy peasies. <laughs> um <laughs> But we got to settle this tie now that Matt and Jeff are in a tie. Greg, I'd like to ask you to, uh, you know, go fire up the Zamboni or something. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, Matt and Jeff are going to uh, have a playoff. If Matt doesn't get this one right, Jeff has a chance at it and could win the game. If nobody wins, we'll just the next game we'll just play in alphabetical order again. Um, here you go, Matt. Mm-hmm. With the right song and dance, you can get away with murder. Uh, Chicago? That is correct. <laughs> Chicago is the answer. It's also the theme. Yeah. For a bonus point that is, again, not really meaning anything, does anybody know the original title, or rather the play that About Last Night was based on? I do. It's a sexual perversion in Chicago. Perversity, but close enough. You get that non, you get that non-existent point. Congratulations. (laughs) Yeah. But it's called sexual perversity in Chicago. And they changed the movie to about last night because they just checked with television. They checked in with the networks. That's the kind of thing people used to do. They were like, (laughs) Hey, NBC, CBS, and ABC. Uh, when we make this movie, are you ever going to show it? And they're like, sexual perversity in Chicago? Fuck you. We'll never show it. <laughs> so that's why they changed it to About Last Night. It's the dumbest thing. I wonder if they ever then showed About Last Night, because it was an, I think it was an R-rated movie, right? Yeah, it's not even really a movie that's going to get a lot of TV play anyway, especially right. considering that you know it's got four lead actors who of all kind of, they still have careers, but none of them are you know anybody that, if you're excited about Elizabeth Perkins, watch big for Christ's sake. Yeah. I think we should use this opportunity on this very podcast, this very day to live, die, repeat about last night and uh, start a campaign to get the alternative title. Finally yes. The movie. Yes. It's about time. Someone takes that on. It's about last time. No, that doesn't really work. <laughs> All right. Uh, so congratulations, Matt. You took Thank that you. one down. And you Wait, know what that uh, means. Do you know, Doug, did, was that written by Aaron Sorkin? Am I crazy? Uh, no, it's uh, David Mamet. Oh, David Mamet. Okay. Yeah, I knew it was some famous playwright wrote that. It was a real yappy David Mamet play where, yeah. like, the characters are pretty insufferable and terrible, and then they tried to make it into a rom-com. <laughs> right. Um, so it was kind of dumb. But that being said, I'll be at Zany's in Chicago on September 13th. <laughs> and... <laughs> And Douglas Movies is back at the Zanies in Rosemont O'Hara adjacent oh. on September 12th at 4:20. So hope to see people there. Matt, you get to go first Woo-hoo. in our final and most important game of the day. 
And that, of course, is the OCB game presented by OCB Rolling Papers. Hey, everybody. Today's show is presented by our friends, OCB Rolling Papers. OCB is the largest rolling paper brand in the world and has been one with nature, crafted naturally since 1918. So you know they've perfected the process for a consistently awesome session time after time. In perfect harmony with natural, sustainable practices, the highest quality textile papers responsibly sourced and sustainably crafted have always been the OCB signature. OCB offers a full line of papers made with sustainable fibers, including flax, wood, organic hemp, bamboo, they've got them all in a full line of sizes in both booklets and cones. I gave away a bunch of cones in Irvine recently. I hope to give away more at future Douglas Movies tapings. No GMOs, no chlorine, and no dyes in OCB papers. All OCB papers are plant to puff. OCB makes their paper from their mill in Avion. That's a real place to the factories that they own in Perpignan, France. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. With all fibers and packaging material sustainably farmed from within a 500-kilometer radius and the always-sticks acacia gum grown in African fields that OCB has been reforesting for decades. Unlike most other brands that buy their paper from a third party, OCB oversees the entire papermaking process, ensuring a century of quality straight to your hands. And best of all, their paper booklets are made in a facility that's powered by 100% green energy. Again, so awesome. In 2020, OCB rolled out America's first ultra-thin, slow-burning bamboo rolling paper and cones that have been taking the market by storm. Using only unbleached French milled bamboo, OCB is aiming to make bamboo your second favorite plant. Get it? As always, they are harvested responsibly, highly sustainable, chlorine-free, dye-free, bleach-free, even burning, GMO-free, and vegan. What? Ask for OCB wherever you buy your papers and sample the entire line of products. In the meantime, OCB has an unreal deal for our listeners. Visit ocbusa.com slash Doug to get four booklets of OCB and a rolling tray for only $4.99. This bundle's worth 20 bucks. Limited time only. Follow OCB on Instagram at OCBUSA to stay in touch with the natural wonder of OCB. Must be 21 and up to buy our papers and follow our social accounts. Back to the show. Here's how this game works. Every answer is either O, C, or B, thanks to our friends at OCB Rolling Papers. So Matt's going to go first, and then uh, you know we'll change it up. Then we'll go to Greg, and then we'll go to Jeff. Maybe Jeff will still get the easy ones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of these are easy, but I think they can be figured out. So I'll ask you a question, Matt. The answer is O, C, or B. You guess one of those. If you miss, Jeff gets, uh, Greg gets a shot. If he misses, Jeff gets a shot. Mm. O, C, or B, Matt Belknap, which one appears the most times in the titles of Harry Potter movies? Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And you don't have a lot of time to figure this out. Yeah. Um, kind of has to be based I'll, on a guesstimate. I'll just, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to take up too much time, but I, and I also not super solid on these movies. I think I've seen one of them. The first one. Um, I'll just say, uh, I'm going to say C. 
That's your answer, C? Yeah. That's the letter that's in the most Harry Potter movies, like, because it's in the word secret. And sorcerer. Sorcerer, chamber, and that's about it. Oh, (laughs) well, that's probably not a good guess. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's, let me give you the official noise. Thank you. Greg, what do you think it is? Well, I'm just, again, I, 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 I wouldn't have picked C. <laughs> um, well, there's no reason and, to. Uh, you know, I, 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 yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm trying. That's rude. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> Matt. Matt, you're very, you're, you did great. Thank you. I'm, um, I'm just, uh, I'm imagining somebody buzzing in on Jeopardy and, and saying that your answer was dumb. The answer was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, no, but I would, the, the first thing I thought of was, uh, oh, because it's in the kid's name. It's in our boy wizard's name. Oh shit. Good point. Yeah. He is called Harry Potter. And so that's you. You're going with, oh yeah. Well, guess what? <laughs> that is correct. All right. I mean, this is, you know, logic dictates if it's mm-hmm. in, it's in all the titles of these ones. Uh, well, it gets even crazier than that. Cause we got, it's. Of course, Potter is in every title. Of is in almost every title. Hollows is in two titles. And oh. then we also have Prisoner, Order, Goblet, and Phoenix. <laughs> so <laughs> the O's really have it. They really have it. Wasn't there a um, sor- sorcerer too? Sorcerer's Stone? There's two O's. Yeah. Well, there's the... I, I always get confused because there was a two different titles of the first one. The book is a different title. Oh, the, the, the mm. British book was called the philosopher's stone. And then they changed yeah. America. Yeah. Yeah. We, cause you know, who would fucking go see a movie about philosophy <laughs> in America? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> that would not do well. Jeff. Yeah. Who yes. are your top five favorite philosophers? Oh, um, Plato. Mm. Uh, Socrates, there he is. Um, Charles Barkley. <laughs> Listen, I was so excited that you came up with two of them that we can just end it right there. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. All right, Jeff, you're first on this next one. Gotcha. O, C, or B? Which one is at the beginning? of the most James Bond movie titles. O, C, or B? I'm going to say O. Why? Because (laughs) I can can think of um, uh, the word octopusy. (laughs) (laughs) That's one. And, you know, once is a lot of movies start with the word once and there's like 25 mm-hmm. James Bond movies. So maybe one of them starts with the word once. I can think of one other title. I think, yeah, I think you're thinking, Jeff, of the, that great James Bond movie, Once You Live Twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my, oh, God. Yeah, James, there's no James once. Bond, oh, God, you devil. No- 007. <laughs> 007 in all the titles. There's no, uh, what do you call it? There's no... Um, there's no once at the beginning of a James Bond movie, but you are correct yes. with the letter O because the other one, there's only two, Octopussy and On Her Majesty's Secret Service. 
Yes. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Starring that guy that was only in one James Bond movie. Um, So you get the point for that, Jeff. And kind of a tricky question because uh, you could go with the letter C because of Casino Royale. Mm. And then if you wanted to, you could argue they made Casino Royale twice. Mm. Uh, But that's basically the same title twice. So that's why I didn't count it. And there's no James Bond movies that begin with B. No bees. Hmm. Yeah, no bees. Sorry, Seinfeld. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so uh, do you think Seinfeld spends any of his trillions of dollars on trying to save the bees? Since you know he made that movie about him, he should. uh, That should be his cause. Yeah. No. I figure he makes the movie and he's like, well, my work here is done. Yeah. <laughs> I did my part. <laughs> Time for coffee. <laughs> and cars. <laughs> All right. He should have been a voice in cars. Oh. And Leno, two two car guys who could have been in cars yeah. and weren't. Mm-mm. They just they went with Owen Wilson. <laughs> when will those guys ever catch a break? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, all right. So Greg has one. Jeff has one. And uh, ooh, does Matt get to go first this next one? I think so. Let me go. Yeah, Matt, you're first. Okay. So this is your chance. This is your chance to get on the board. Here we go. The voice of Thomas in Pocahontas, the animated Disney movie, was supplied by an actor whose initials are two out of the three letters, O, C, and B. Which letter is not part God. of that actor's initials? Whew. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's... Um, <laughs> wait. Damn, I is thought this I... a movie you've actually had to watch? <laughs> oh yeah, I've I've seen Pocahontas. <laughs> I actually like I like it. It's it's too bad that it's um very problematic because I, I like the songs in it, but um you know like they're 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 redoing the um Splash Mountain at Disneyland because <laughs> yeah unacceptable mm-hmm. to reference Song of the South, and I don't know why they had been doing it for so many years to begin with. But when they did, when they were decided to do that, I was like, you know, that would be a perfect Pocahontas ride. But that's not really an upgrade from a political standpoint if you're trying to like not be problematic with a ride at Disneyland. So they're they're going with uh, Princess and the Frog on that reskin. If, if I may, I, I I told my daughter the other day that they were redoing Splash Mountain, the theming of it at Disneyland, mm-hmm. and they were getting rid of Brer Rabbit. And she was really disappointed. And I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> well, cause he's a cute, you know, the rabbit's cute. The bear's cute. Like, you yeah. know, they're all the characters, all the, like the it's animated like racism, parts. It's like racism. And then you go to hell at some point during the ride, I believe. No, 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 no. Happens. Now you're just, you should stick to hockey. That's backdraft. <laughs> That's the backdraft. Yeah. Right? yeah. No, uh, you go to hell at the end of Mr. Toad's wild ride, but, right. uh, Splash Mountain, you do you do plummet down a fountain or whatever, but then after that, you're everybody's singing and happy again, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's got that great song. Everybody has a, a laughing place, like you know. The Song of the South wasn't top to bottom racist. It was just right. had enough stuff in it that's just absolutely terrible. Uh, and it's not. It's kind of when I was a kid, I thought it was boring. I did. I, I was only there for the animated scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the rest of it was like a little kid gets gored by a bull at one point. His blood's got like red, a red spot, like his blood is bleeding. It's disgusting. Dear God. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, <laughs> but it's also, but it's also a log flu. <laughs> you know what? Now that I think about it, that scene might've been in Mr. Toad's wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back uh, to this question, though. So, the, the wind the, in the willows is what uh, Mr. Right. Toad is based on. That was a short about just a maniac toad who drives terrible. And, like mm-hmm. Greg said, he does go to hell. Yeah. Um, and you go to hell with him if you're on the ride, which I'm like, I was just a passenger. <laughs> right, right. I, uh, Accomplice. By the way, I, I hate that ride for one reason. Um, when my daughter was really little, I, tr- I was trying to talk her into going on it with me and she didn't want to go. And I said, look, if you don't like it, you can punch me in the stomach after. And so <laughs> we went on it. And of course, it's I didn't realize how scary it was. I was like, it's fine. It's like one of the old rides. How how bad could it be? But the, the going to hell part is legitimately terrifying. And if so, of course, she hated it. Uh, and then I got punched in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you get to tense up first did you, you know it was not a houdini situation i was ready for it <laughs> she didn't say she didn't say head or gut <laughs> no, I, I i was i was absolutely i mean as soon as it started i was like oh i'm getting punched here like this is not gonna work out for me so i was absolutely ready uh we we set it up it was it, that part was was fine it was honestly the the guilt i felt for uh for for doing the exact thing that a parent shouldn't do, which is expose their children to something that might give them nightmares. Uh, that that's the part that really stung, but the punch was, was not great either. Honestly. Well, she needs to learn about hell at some point. I mean, how else <laughs> save her soul? I mean, yeah. come on, you gotta, it's hard to get kids into church in Southern California. I understand. Right. So this is the, this was her only chance to understand the, the consequences of her actions. Right. Now she's good. She behaves, does her yeah. schoolwork, eats her vegetables. Doug, the question was about John Smith. <laughs> no, it was about a character called Thomas. It's not oh, John Thomas. Smith. Oh, shit. John yeah, Smith is fucking Mel that's, Gibson. That's Mel Gibson. That. Yeah, that's why I was confused. I was like, what the hell? Uh, yeah, okay. All right. Tom, who's Thomas? Is that the bad guy? Um, damn. Okay. Uh, I don't know who that character is, and I so I clearly don't know who the actor is. But we're working with three letters, O, C, and B. Huh. I'm gonna say C. I'm sorry, Matt. C is incorrect, Jeff. I mean, Greg, I mean, Jeff, Greg, <laughs> no, it is Greg's uh, turn. What do you think? Right. Greg? Uh, he, so he said, so he said that C was not a part of the name. Yeah. So we know that C is part of the name. So I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go, Oh, it's an interesting choice, Greg. That is correct. Right. Right. Once again, O is my nemesis. <laughs> yeah, it happened again. Damn Do you it. know the name of the actor who plays Thomas, Greg? The, the first name that came to mind was Clancy Brown. Was it Clancy Brown? No. <laughs> it wasn't. You got it right with incorrect intel. <laughs> who, who, is, who is Thomas? Do you, can you Thomas tell is, I don't know. You can tell me once I tell you it's voiced by Christian Bale. Uh, really? Is it really? <laughs> yeah. What the hell? I didn't even know he was in that. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so Thomas must be like John Smith's friend. Like, do they have a yeah. love triangle? 
No, but the, but I think it's like a buddy. Yeah, it must be some buddy of his. Uh, it's, yeah, not the, it's not the bad guy. I invented yeah. a character in which uh, Clancy Brown plays a town elder uh, named Thomas, <laughs> and uh, that's what I was going with. <laughs> no, it really uh, that really uh, sings to me because uh, you know he does a lot of that kind of stuff. But uh, congratulations to Greg Wyshynski. He's done it once again. He's uh, he's beaten a couple of Doug Loves Movies Titans. Congratulations, Greg. Well, uh, once again, I, uh, I back into a victory because I had no idea what <laughs> yeah. I was talking about on this one. But thank you. you. It. Uh, it's a, pl a pleasure as always. To yeah, and we'll, ha you know, we'll have you back players. soon. I know we already, last time you won, I said, in case we don't see you sooner than that, uh, you know, will you join us at the 12 Guests of Christmas in New York City on November 20, what is it? 28th? <laughs> I should know that. Yes, 28. Um, yeah, so, but I already have you, uh, you know, I've already got your name written down because I asked you the last time you were on. Uh, what would you like to promote today, Mr. Greg Wyshynski? Uh, well, I do have a podcast that's uh, hockey and pop culture. It's called Puck Soup. And uh, it's kind of in a, a weird schedule thing during the off season. But if you dig it um, and want to hear more of it, uh, we do uh, have a Patreon as well. Just look up Puck Soup and Patreon. And if you're somebody who has wondered about wanting to maybe watch the sport of hockey, uh, <laughs> I got a book called uh, uh, Take Your Eye Off the Puck, How to Watch Hockey by Knowing Where to Look, uh, which is a good sort of intro to, to hockey and stuff. And that's available uh, wherever books are sold. I love it. That is a, I think I should look into that because I do, I do enjoy hockey. I do enjoy the, the fighting and the skating. Um, <laughs> that covers it. And, we, and we've established the cold temperatures inside the building. Yeah. So these are the, the three, and every, we call uh, it the Holy, the Holy Trinity of hockey, really. Who, hey, Greg, who do you think I went to go see play? Oh, I think I know now. Remember when there was the San Diego goals? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'd go. See, uh, my parents would take me to see them when I was little. Yeah, it's still there. Uh, American Hockey League uh, team affiliate of your Anaheim Ducks. I see. Well, why why do I remember their mascot being a penguin? Am I wrong? Well, it wouldn't seem to fit any of the branding that we've just discussed, Doug. <laughs> but it's entirely possible that's what you saw. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Chris Farley and Billy Madison. You're just seeing penguins. <laughs> It was at the uh, San Diego Sports Arena that we'd go see it. And um, that's the same place where, you know, uh, Almost Famous, that's where he meets uh -huh. the band for the first time backstage at their show and stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Matt Belknap, fill-in guest, terrific job. Thank you. Anything you'd like to uh, plug? Uh, just check out Never Not Funny wherever you get podcasts. And um, you can also search Misfit Toys on your podcatcher of choice and see all the great shows that are part of that network, and uh, including this one, Doug Loves Movies. <laughs> yeah, and Wide World of Dougs. If it's got Doug in it, in yep. the title, it's a part of Misfit Toys. Uh, thank you, Matt. Jeff Tate. Hey. You did it again. And by that, I mean you didn't win. <laughs> but <laughs> successfully appeared on the show yeah but you're, uh, you're super we had a super fun time and i will see you very soon i'm sure what have you got coming up uh, I, are you still doing those chameleon shows uh there are 
Um, no, those those happened already. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, the next how thing did I people, have. How did people know uh, that there was a chameleon show? Because like you just blended into the wall, right? Well, they just they heard laughter. They just didn't know where it was coming from. <laughs> <laughs> the invisible comedian. Um, the next time I'm doing. The next thing I have to promote is October 29th and 30th at the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase. Nice. And then December 9th in Brooklyn at Union Hall. That shows us. Oh, brilliant. Very cool. So uh, come to that. All right. Well, we'll we'll see you before then, I'm sure. Yes, yes, I I believe so. Uh, Douglas Movies is celebrating its 15th anniversary on Saturday, September 18th. And the way we're going to do that is with a drive-in movie, a double feature, if you will, of a Douglas Movies taping followed by a Benson movie interruption. And that's going to be at the Fair Oaks Drive-In Theater in Middletown, New York. Did I say the date? Yeah, Saturday, September 18th. They'll mark 15 years of Doug Loves Movies. Amazing. That's awesome. That's, yeah. That's, that's wild. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Where did that time go? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, oh, and the movie we're going to show is uh, I still haven't seen it. I haven't watched it because as soon as it came out, I was like, I'm going to watch this movie with a microphone in my hand or I'm not going to watch it at all. <laughs> and uh, that film is called Cats. Oh, oh my, my god, god. Oh, yeah. i assume yeah. i assume this thing sold out within five minutes of it being announced yes <laughs> i don't oh know god. what these sales are like i'm scared to find out because uh the smaller the crowd the better as far as i'm concerned lately <laughs> buddy you you, you 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 are in for a show that night with that cats movie my god oh, boy. <laughs> all right well thank you once again to my guests matt Belknap, jeff tate and greg wasinski are you ready on the uh, closing theme button, Matt? I am. This is a short ending line. As always, meow. <laughs> now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in.